this is Never Sleep Again, and you're listening to The Theremin Chronicles. A podcast where we discuss all things sci-fi and horror. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing a brand new series on the Epics Network entitled From. From. Yes. Um, This one really captured our attention. Um, I went into it not really knowing what it was about. I knew it was going to be kind of um, a a drama and uh, kind of, you know, have some horror elements to it. But I really didn't know anything about the synopsis. Yeah, I knew a little bit about it from the trailers. If you watch any of the trailers for From, you will you will kind of see where the story is is going a little bit. I kind of think it would have been a better experience for me if if I didn't watch any of the trailers before mm. before getting in there um, before getting in and watching the show. Okay. But it was but it's still, you know, well, I'll save my opinion for the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that though. You know, I yeah. like to be surprised sometimes, so I will. I just won't watch any of the trailers. I won't read anything about it, and I'll just go into it kind of, you know, not knowing much and just. I will say, if uh, if this genre is not really your thing and you haven't really watched uh, things of this nature like this before, you might not you might not know what the show is about just from the trailer. And I, I realized that just because I talked to a few people that um, it seemed like they saw the trailer before, but they still didn't really get the idea of the show. Yeah. Well, uh, we're actually going to take this episode by episode. Right. So, so far, the first seven episodes have aired um, here in the U.S. And so we're going to begin with the episode number one. And just kind of give you a run through, give you our opinion of it. And we encourage you, if you haven't, go take a look and, uh, you know, check out episode one. Check out the rest of the episodes that are available, too. Um, This is an interesting series, I must say. Yeah. And you know what? And and if you don't want to watch it and you just want to hang out with us, (laughs) (laughs) we we love you for that, too. Yes. (laughs) All right. So at the beginning of this episode, uh, we see a man and he's walking through this kind of quaint run downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see what looks like signage from like the 50s. It's kind of old kind and whatnot. Old, right? dusty. dusty. Things are rusted. Yeah. And we later learn that um, this man is the sheriff and his name is Boyd. He's walking through the town and he's ringing a bell. We don't, um, as the audience, quite know what this is about, why he's going through the town center ringing this bell, but everybody else in the town center understands uh, it's time to go home. So, yeah, so everyone starts to kind of go to their own houses and... And, he even know. says it. He's just like, oh, time to go home. Yeah. Everybody go inside. Everybody inside. <laughs> right. So we're just kind of sitting there just waiting to find out why it's time for everyone to go home. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then we meet Kenny, who is the deputy, and Christy, who is the town doctor. Who And we can kind of see that there's some... Uh, Something going Something on going between on. the two of them. Giving each other a, a little bit of the googly eyes. Yes. I would say that there's, I would say that Christy had more of a twinkle mm-hmm. and Kenny had all the googly eyes. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, we see, and then after that, we see a bartender. He's trying to wake up a guy named Frank. Frank's passed out on the floor, so Frank is blasted. <laughs> Frank is blasted and plastered. He's at a bar, and the bartender's trying to get him to to wake up, and he's like, hey, you got to get home before nightfall. Mm-hmm. Your your family's wondering where you are, Frank. And, right. And we see just that. We, we see just that. Uh, we see the next... The sort of the next scene that take place at the same time, we see Frank's family wondering where he is. And yeah, the mom's the da- pissed. The mom's pissed, <laughs> and the daughter's asking, "Where's Where's Dad?" And when it was like, "Oh, you know, he's late sometimes," and just like Frank, where are you? Yeah, and it's not looking like Frank is going to make it home tonight. So no, his family just go inside the house. <laughs> the and... bartender locks him in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So while at Frank's house, well, where Frank is supposed to be, we see we see his wife and his daughter, and the daughter is talking to somebody in the window, and and it's this older lady, and she's just like, "Hey, don't you recognize your grandmother?" and and the girl is just like, "Well, you don't really look like my grandmother," and she's just like, "Well, why don't you let me in? I'm your grandmother." <laughs> The mother gets to the room and she's just like, don't open that door. Don't open that window. And the daughter's opening the window. The mother tries to grab the daughter and then we're given our opening. (laughs) Well, before that, we we see the grandmother just turns into this thing and has crazy teeth. and, And we're given our opening scene where they start playing this rendition of Que Sera Sera. Yeah. And it's like this really melancholy version of it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I got to say, when I saw um, this part of the show, when I saw the scene where the, the grandmother like figure is at the window, right. she's beckoning for the girl and she wants her to let her in it just immediately made me think of vampires yeah because it's like you know a lot of vampire lore it requires that you give them permission to enter your abode and so that's what it made me think of but nothing has been confirmed right we don't know what they are really and honestly i i like that i like that you know yeah i just hope we're not let down you know, I, I honestly, I hope if if it's just some if it's a type of monster that they made up like their own lore or if they keep it ambiguous, I would like that. I would kind of okay. like that. It's I feel like when I feel like when there's too much explaining and and they give us a monster that we already had before, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a letdown. Like if they say, oh, it's vengeful spirits or it's aliens or it's demons or something, it's just like, I don't know, it's kind of boring. <laughs> See, yeah. I don't mind that if it's done yeah. well. Um, and I want to know more about them. So I do hope they give us some detail. Yeah, I would still yeah. like it. I would <laughs> still like the series. I've seen it done well before. Like, okay, um, what was that? 40 Days of Night? Oh, okay. 40 Days of Night was yeah. vampires. And it's like, have we gotten vampires before? Sure, but mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like that was done well. It was done well. I, I might be in the minority here, but I, I liked that 
I liked that uh, movie. <laughs> I thought they did vamp. No, that I was thought it was a nice cool. take it, on it. Yeah. You know? Well, hopefully they give us something, you know, interesting as far as an explanation down the line. But right. as of now, we don't know what these things are. We just know that uh, they are terrorizing the town. Really? And really uh, well. just attacked a, <laughs> a mother and her daughter. So <laughs> yeah. now we are introduced to a family of four. And that family consists of Jim, the father, Tabitha, the mother, Julie, the teenage daughter. Annoying. And... <laughs> yes. Very annoying. Sorry. Can't stand that character. Uh, one of the worst characters in the series, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> and then we're also introduced to um, the younger son named Ethan. Also annoying. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean... I got to say, as far as the acting goes yeah. um, in this series, as as a whole, the acting really isn't that bad. You have yeah. a mix, um, some really great acting, actually, and then some, you know, not so great. I He's just a little kid, so I can right. kind of cut him some slack, but yeah. he would certainly fall in that <laughs> latter category. Well, we're just messing around here. <laughs> yes, we we okay. don't have anything serious against no. any act. And, and also, we think that sort of thing is lame. Yes. When people literally don't like an actor over over a character that they play, yeah. that's just kind of lame. Unfortunately, it just doesn't help with some of the... The, the lines they give him and <laughs> right. you know I'm sure some of the direction they give him it just makes his character more annoying but anyway yeah. that is the family of four and they're traveling in an RV on their way to a vacation spot and um, on the inside of the RV Jim is driving and Tabitha's in the front seat and Julie is in the back with Ethan and she's you know telling him this story which kind of <laughs> turns morbid uh, where like the character that the you know her, her right, brother likes like toys. dies yeah. right and he can't come back <laughs> he like, can't come back he's dead that's it yeah, that's it and so you know he's kind of upset that upsets him and um, his mother Tabitha she tries to to calm him and right. reassure him that uh, monsters aren't real. Right. And uh, this is definitely some foreshadowing of things to come. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of lame that they had the monsters aren't real line being there in the show where they clearly just showed us a monster yeah. already. It would have been better if it would have been better if that happened before the scene with the girl. And this is not a serious criticism mm -hmm. at all it's just in in hindsight i just thought that was kind of gotcha. lame so frank arrives at his home to a crowd outside and and the sheriff you know is waiting for him boyd he comes out mm -hmm. and he's just he's livid <sighs> he's yelling at mm -mm, frank mm -mm, mm -mm. and he he yells at him and then he and then he smacks him he smacks him like twice. <laughs> yeah, like more a than man, once. Yeah, smacks him. a man protects his family. Smack a man protects his family. You know, so he's uh, just really going off on Frank, and Frank's like, "What's going on?" Like we, Frank looks confused. Frank looks like he had a good night's sleep. Yeah, he looks like he had a good night's <laughs> he sleep. Woke up well he's rested. Well rested. He's uh, he's walking it off, and unfortunately, our sheriff Boyd. He 
shows Frank, he shows Frank that his wife and daughter were unfortunately killed. Um, not only that, but we learned that the sheriff also had specifically instructed mm-hmm. Frank to nail up and board up the windows. He told everybody, not just Frank, right. that you are to nail up and board up your windows if you have children mm-hmm. because children have the I'm sorry <laughs> they have the tendency to be incredibly stupid yeah, in this in this series okay we're not we're not talking oh, about real and real life know, I'm sorry and real life I'm <laughs> sorry but myself included I don't know anybody that would I don't really know any kids that would want to open the window just to see what would happen? Mm, some you know, kids this... might be persuaded. I mean, really? That's, yes, I I think it's possible, but you know, this this isn't like that thing where it's like, okay, in school we were told never to like try weed, but okay, everybody like tried weed or something. You know, this isn't like one of those things. <laughs> like, I feel like once you saw something with teeth, or you. Or the next day, you know, some adult that you knew had both their arms ripped off or something. <laughs> you would you would be too scared to go. You'd be afraid of windows. I'd so. like to believe that. Yeah. But remember, these things can be manipulative. They can and be. So, they you know, can be. Nah. And I do have a few theories that I would like to talk about later about how they're able to get people to actually be that stupid. So, so anyway, um, of course, Frank is horrified yeah. because he sees, and, and when we tell you that these, that, that thing or those things killed the wife and daughter, uh, the way these things kill people is crazy. Yeah. They're just like opening people's chests. Right. And just, just like tore every, their, their chest right. cavity was like empty. So sorry. They just completely like <laughs> right. gutted them and removed all the insides Right, I, I meant to say a trigger warning before. Oh, we, oh sorry before about we, that. So sorry, but you know, yeah, trigger, trigger, trigger warning for the whole show. If you, if gore is not your thing, mm-hmm. if extreme gore and dismemberment and stuff is not your thing, you know, you can go ahead and skip this one. We watched it, so you don't have to. Yeah. Now <laughs> I will say I have seen gore done better, looking a little more yeah. realistic. This was a little. Uh, <laughs> They were a little light-handed. Like, if they, you know, yeah. they, I feel like for, um, you know, a television series right. without a, a huge production budget, it was, yeah. it was acceptable. It was fine, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it could have been better, but I right. like that they showed it to us and, um, you know, they tried their best to make it. Yeah. Look realistic enough for the series, and that really helped us to see how serious these things are and how dangerous they can be. So now the family in the RV, they're stopped by a fallen tree in the road, and a flock of ravens appear. And on this part, you know the 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 girl, the sister Julie, she just can't help herself. She just uh. keeps she keeps messing with this kid. Now I understand the concept that. You know, uh, a kid's going to have to learn how to just, you know, kind of let let things roll off their back a little bit sometimes. But she's just doing way too much. She is. And she's... the age gap between mm-hmm. them 
is a little bit staggering. This kid is like what, like four? No, nah. well, like, he he's looks like, what, like five or six or something. He looks like he could be about like seven, maybe really? eight. Yeah, seven, maybe but she looks like she's like about sixteen, fifteen. Yeah, I'm she sorry. seems like she's, she's a little old too old. This. Yeah, she seems like she's a little bit too old for this, and that's part of what makes it kind of annoying. But then the mom comes in, and she's kind of also annoying. And so let's back this up. So anyway, Julie just starts talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, this is called, this is what a murder is called, you know, when, when basically when crows, a gathering of crows like this and, and the mother, you know, comes in and she comes up with another analogy about how this is, it's um actually, instead of a murder, it's. It's really called an unkindness, uh-huh. which sounds so much worse, you know. An unkindness of ravens. <laughs> right, right. Instead of both the parents turning around and saying, okay, like, Ethan, you're going to have to learn how to take a joke at least, you know, uh, sometimes you have to learn how to take a joke. And Julie, you can't just keep messing with somebody all day long and expect them to not get mad. Right. You know, it, it was just real simple. But I understand that this is a drama and so dramatic things have to happen, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> <laughs> so the mom says, you know, an unkindness, that, that it's really called an unkindness or whatever. Yeah. And that just sounds so much worse. <laughs> yep. So, uh, you know, they end up having to basically take a detour because of this fallen tree. And back in town, though, we see that the sheriff, um, he leaves from the center of the town and he goes to a location known as Colony House. It's this big house kind of on a hill um, off kind of away from from the town. And apparently his son lives there. His son is named Ellis. And we're introduced to Donna, who is the leader of Colony House. And we learn that the sheriff, Boyd, he's actually the leader of the town, like the town center. So we kind of have like two communities in one here, both with separate leaders. And um, not only are we introduced to Donna, but we're also introduced to Fatima, who was Ellis's love interest. And we see that there's kind of this strained relationship between Boyd and Ellis and um, Boyd is trying to get Ellis to come to the funeral for Frank's wife and daughter. And, and you know, Ellis is kind of, uh, y- you know, he's not really that easy going with his dad. And no. so you can see that there's a bit of strife there. We don't know what caused it, um, but we we're given some hints later on. Right, right. So next we're at the funeral and the family in the RV drives into town during that funeral and so the father jim gets out and asks for direction to the highway and he's talking to sheriff boyd who you know basically says okay you know just keep driving this way <laughs> and and you'll see it or something like that <laughs> and, and you'll see <laughs> and, yeah that's right yeah he's like, he's like just keep driving that see. way and you'll see oh. and and this is the part where you really start to realize what's going on here. Right. <laughs> you start to realize what's going on here. And we see the sheriff turn to, you know, the, the congregation and say, hey, you know, everybody try, please try to remember 
what it was like when you first arrived here. Right. And so we get the idea that some of these people have been here a long time. And, and what exactly are they going to see? Mm-hmm. What, are they, what exactly are they going to go see when they get there? So the family, they right. keep driving and they keep ending up back at the town center no matter what direction mm-hmm. out of the town they take. And they start to kind of argue about that about that fact and and you know it's just really you could see how it this is this is a part of the show that i really liked because it just showed how the insanity of them driving straight but even though they're driving straight they're going in a complete circle it showed just how it can wear how something like that would wear people down they're becoming they're becoming short with each other yeah and they're getting paranoid Mm -hmm. and it was just like that I felt so bad for them, but it was a, it was a highlight of the episode. Right, and you know I can respect the sheriff's decision to just let them just kind of see Absolutely. for themselves Absolutely. instead of you know he easily could have explained things to them, but who would believe him? What strangers would believe that? You know, um, most stra- most people wouldn't. I mean, probably uh, a few, but most I'm sure would not believe him if he tried to explain what was going on in that town. It just so. wasn't safe to say it to them. Some people would get angry or hostile mm-hmm. or or panic and when people get like that they tend to not make such great decisions. Yeah. Or, or just not believe. Or not believe. It's better that they learn on their own, but we later see we later see where <laughs> where it might have been beneficial if they tried to get them to stay in the town to for the night somehow yeah or something <laughs> well um that's a good point because after they continue to drive um they're still they're driving a while we meet sarah and her brother nathan who also live in the town center and um they're watching this happening and they're talking amongst themselves and you know they feel bad and uh you know one last time driving away from the town we see that the family almost collides with an oncoming vehicle. And so the RV that they're in actually gets run off the road and flips over on its side. We see that Tabitha is unconscious. She somehow hit her head. Jim is like stuck in his seat. He's kind of suspended (laughs) in the air (laughs) on his side. Um, Julie is hurt in some way. I think maybe her back or something. And Ethan is bleeding and turns out he has like a piece of a table leg stuck through his thigh. And, um, you know, this is obviously awful for the family. We don't know what's going to become of them. And we're taken to the other vehicle, which, um, you know, in which the driver comes out. We see that he's actually alive. He's like staggering he vomits. <laughs> right. Yeah. He actually seems like somebody who's been in a real accident. Right. It's the, you know, the acting on this part, just he really sold that part, man. He's like stumbling and he's vomiting. He just looks like, he just looks like he's having a bad day, mm-hmm. Toby. Unbeknownst to him, his day is about to get worse. <laughs> Oh, man. Poor Toby. Okay, so we'll talk about Toby. We'll talk more about Toby later. later. (laughs) F in the chat. So Boyd and Kenny, they set out road spikes to slow down the RV 
before nightfall and are encountered um and they're encountered by Toby who is just you know kind of stumbling and shambling and he's you know he's explaining that he was in a car accident and so they take him to the clinic mm -hmm. so on, on this part what I liked is that they they have a system to try to you know get people to stop driving because apparently people will just keep driving right. in a complete circle <laughs> because they're not they're not satisfied, so they have road spikes mm -hmm. set up for that. So that 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 was smart. Yeah, the whole know. point is to get them off the road before nightfall. Right. Which which this is why what I said earlier was it seem it almost seems as if it would be smarter to do the road spikes earlier to or something else that can mess up the people's car than stage a thing where there's where there's a mechanic fixing the car, but it's really to get them in a house oh, and see. safe before nightfall because there's so many variables of them doing it this way, yeah. as we will see later on. Right. So, <laughs> okay. so the guys, so Boyd and Kenny, they, they take um, Toby they take Toby to the clinic. Well, Kenny takes Toby to the clinic and Boyd runs to the accident site. Mm -hmm. And so there, that's where we meet another character. So we see that there was a second passenger in the car that Toby just left. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. He just kind of really stumbled out of that car and just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he didn't, really didn't even mention that there was another person in the car, but I guess maybe he was just that disoriented. Right, right. Or he just probably figured he was hurt and that he should probably go find help for them. Yeah. Whatever. It seems like they were drunk driving. Something. Anyway, something. Something. <laughs> you know, we're just going to say drunk because we're not trying to snitch on Toby. <laughs> <laughs> that that passenger's name is Jade. And uh, Boyd actually <laughs> handcuffs Jade to the door handle <laughs> of his car. Right. Um, because Jade is clearly high on something. Like, he's taking some kind of drug. He's, like, telling everybody yeah. he meets, like, how beautiful they are. And everyone here is so beautiful. So he's just in a really happy place. And that's good for him because he doesn't have to really deal with the reality of um, him crashing and, you know, the things that are to come as well. And so actually, Jada, uh, <laughs> his journey is quite interesting. Hilarious at times, a little annoying at times, but um, kind of fun, as we'll see as the episodes progress. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kind of fun, kind of annoying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after handcuffing Jade... Boyd reaches the RV, and he starts trying to set Jim free. Christy and Kenny actually get Father Katri to help, and um, they also pick up Ellis. And they head out to the accident site to offer whatever assistance they can. Right. And meanwhile, Sarah is at the clinic with Toby and is nursing him. Mm-hmm. She's acting kind of weird. Yeah. While nursing him. Don't get the best vibe from right. Sarah. <laughs> More on that later. Yes. <laughs> so everyone is at the RV. So everyone in the RV is free except Ethan because he's just, he's kind of stuck because it looks like a table leg 
Mm-hmm. And it's just really impaled his leg. It's right. just all the way through. And he's, you know, and, he, and he's a little kid. Yeah, that's got to be painful. It's got to be really painful. He's taking it like a champ. Yes. Although he's a little out of it and in shock. So Boyd, Christy, and Jim stay in the RV so Christy can carefully remove the table leg. And so they're just in there, you know. Yeah. yeah, this was a bit of a risk because right. um, prior to this, they had never attempted. Um, so apparently there are these talismans that when you put them up on the door, yeah, it prevents these creatures from getting inside. And so they had never attempted to use the talismans in a vehicle to keep the people inside safe. So this was certainly a risk that they were offering to take. And staying there, Christy, who um, prior to becoming stuck in the town, she was a third year medical student. So she's basically a doctor. And she felt like there was really no quick way of removing uh, this table ache from Ethan's leg. So she would have to take her time. She would have to do it carefully. And the only way that could be done to have the highest rate of success would be to do it right there in the RV. Meanwhile, we're getting closer and closer to nightfall, and so they have no choice. Um, Christy, Boyd, and Jim stay in the RV with Ethan, and um, this was pretty hard for Tabitha (laughs) to take, which, you know, understandable. This is her child and also her husband. She doesn't know these people, and mind you, no one um, from this family has been told about what lurks no, <laughs> within this town. They haven't been telling them anything right. at all so far. So it just seems like a strange group of people. You don't know anything about them. And now you're going to be separated. You and your daughter are going to be separated from your husband and your son. I can understand um, her frustration and concern. So, uh, you know, yeah. but but she agrees. And she and Julie go off to Colony House. Um, They head towards Colony House, which is where they were going to stay. And, um, you know, we'll check back in with the the RV to see how things are going a little bit later. So back at the clinic, Sarah kisses Toby, then stabs him in the neck with (laughs) what looks like a screwdriver. (laughs) Yes. What what a weirdo. (laughs) What a weirdo. And a murderous one at that, too. We're all like, what? What was the purpose of that? I thought that was just kind of, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) So the audience is just, like, wondering why this happened. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) I was just wondering why that happened. So, you know, next we cut back to Kenny, Father Katri, Ellis, and Tabitha. And Julie, they they leave the site to go. Well, they leave the RV site to go to Colony House, but they run over some road spikes, and you know that's it. <laughs> they gotta ditch the car, so yeah. they jump out of the car and run the rest of the way to the house. And they're told this by Kenny. Um, well, us, the audience, we already know what what's coming. We know what these things. We know how how ferocious these things can be. And so Kenny's just telling them, you know, no matter what you no matter what you see or what you hear, you just keep on running. Right. You just keep on running. So it's really setting us up to see something, you know, 
see something crazy while they're out there. (laughs) It really sucks that uh, those road spikes were left out in the road. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody moved them. Nobody moved them. They didn't put them away, but no, um, no, that's too bad. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, they're running uh, the rest of the way to the house. It is basically night at this point as they're running towards Colony House. Yep. And then we go back to the RV. Yep, where Boyd makes preparations to keep the RV safe. Right. He's, like, covering yeah, up the windows covering with up the windows. sheets and whatnot. He's got the talisman. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the talisman that he's going to put on to kind of, like, they use it as, like, like a ward, you know, on the right. doors and whatnot. And so, of course, Jim finds this sus because he doesn't <laughs> know Boyd. He doesn't know Christy. He doesn't know why everybody in this town acts weird. What's supposed to happen at night right. that everybody is afraid of? And so he sees that Boyd's looking outside the RV and we see what appear to be other humans slowly approaching. But us, the audience, we know that those are not humans. Yes. At least, you know, not the same way that we are humans. <laughs> no. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So, um, you know, I thought this episode did a good job of kind of setting up the world of, uh, of right. the show and right. um, introducing the characters. They, I think they did a great job as well. I think kind so. Of, um, allowing us to become so. a little yeah. familiar with the main characters, some side characters as well. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised, again, yeah. going into this not really knowing what to expect. So... Yeah, I was ready to watch episode two. I didn't really know what to expect either, but I knew I was going to like the show. I expected to like the show, and I was not disappointed with the first episode. Really want to see where the story goes. Mm -hmm. And I I think that it's, it's well, since it's supposed to be horror, I think that it's creepy enough. I think it's creepy enough. I think the monsters are are actually scary. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, oh, I wish yeah. they had the budget for better CGI. <laughs> but well, or, see, or that's even gotta, like practical you, effects. Practical effects, you know? right. But that's why people have to watch the show. That's why we want to encourage you to watch the show. Yeah. Because then the show will do well <laughs> and they'll get the money for better effects and whatnot. Yes. You know? It's uh it's a good show. Yeah. So, so far, you know, if this first episode is any indication I can tell we're going to like the whole series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So once again, we encourage you to check it out. Check it out. And uh, stay tuned for more recaps of future episodes of this series. Uh, We're going to kind of stick with it and see where it goes. Yeah. And let us know what you'd like us to cover on the podcast. Right. As always, you can shoot us an email at neversleepagainreviews at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at Never Sleep Again Reviews. And also come hang out with us on YouTube where we post movie reviews, trailer reactions, and more just for you. So we'd love to see you there as well. When you do show up, remember to like and subscribe and feel free to comment on the videos letting us know your thoughts on the content. Well, we thank you for listening with us. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And you've been listening to The The Theremin Theremin Chronicles. Chronicles.